Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Episode 130 of Blue Jays Nation Radio brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. They are live in Ontario. If you want to check out some preseason MLB odds, Yaremchuk and Coomzy. We took probably too long between episodes, but we are back and we are ready to kind of go full speed into the regular season here because it's getting close. We came into here guns a-blazing and I think, what was it, like late February when they played their first game, like the, yeah. the, the Thursday before that Saturday afternoon game against the Pirates. And we were heated up. We were charged up. We were excited. We it were was like, fun to see baseball like back on the yeah. TV again, you know? We had we had bought into pitchers and catchers, best shape of everyone's life. We were loving it. And we said we're ready to produce content every week throughout the entirety of spring training. But nothing has happened. There's been nothing to talk about. It has been a boring spring training. It has been. Honestly, the only teams, franchises with anything to talk about at this point, and it's kind of predictable based on how things usually go this time of year. It's like, okay, pitchers and catchers report. Everyone's all jazzed. We're talking about World Series favorites. And then it's almost like no news is good news because the only news this time of year is like Gavin Lux out for the year. This guy out for the year. Edwin Diaz out for the year. Okay, let's get into That's that. That's a good segue. Yeah, let's table the spring training talk to start and dig into the World Baseball Classic. I had, like, the Canada stuff I, I can get behind. Other than that, though, I like that it's meaningful baseball, but I just have a hard time getting, like, invested in it. And I get the sense I'm generally not alone either. Have you been into the World Baseball Classic? I have, actually. I remember we talked about this in the last episode, and both of us were very apathetic towards the tournament. We were both kind of just like... I don't pay attention to this. I don't really remember what the outcomes of this ever are. I remember I joked that like the only thing I really remember about this tournament ever was Dalton Pompey getting hurt in 2017. Yeah. Of course, aside from the Team Canada win back in 2006. But this year, I don't know. It was just spring training has been kind of dull, which I think is a good thing. Like the, the Blue Jays haven't had anything fucked up going on, which is positive. But so that's kind of like... Le- Lended me to pay attention to the World Baseball Classic more. And honestly, it's been a blast. It's been it's been cool to watch competitive baseball in March. Um, like we we thought the idea would have made sense having this in the fall, like the World Hockey Championship, like at the end of the season yeah. for the non-playoff guys. But it's honestly it's a good time watching um games that seem to matter a lot. Like it's the World Series for some guys in March. It kind of gets you pumped up for the season a bit more than watching. Because we're into the slog of spring training now. Yep. Like we're into it 
truly doesn't look like the players want to be there. Everybody wants to just be somewhere else. We're, we're into that part of spring training. So it's been fun watching. Canada had an, an interesting tournament. There was a lot of other stuff going on. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, they dropped that last one to Mexico, but they went two and two in the group stage. Um, they spanked Great Britain, got spanked by USA. But the highlight would be the win over Colombia for them, which was yeah. really cool. Otto Lopez. So like Jays fans and Canada baseball fans, although largely the same, um, that Otto Lopez dinger was like a sick moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it was a good tournament, right? Yeah, it was. And I mean, there's all the other teams, too. Like you look at out of the groups with like Japan and teams like that, Cuba, um, Puerto Rico, the guys pulling off those, that huge upset over the Dominican Republic. Yeah. It's super exciting. And I mean, I don't know, like you can say that it doesn't mean anything, but does anything mean anything? Exactly. Like what does mean anything? A regular season, major league baseball game when there's 162 games per team. Like, how do you define meaning, I guess? I mean, I don't know. It's, been, the, it's There are players who look like they are really getting into it and really buying in. And I think that's kind of all that matters. And that allows, like, again, when I watched the Canada guys going nuts and beating Columbia, I was like, oh, damn. All right. Like, I kind of want to root for this now. And it gets a little bit more excitement behind it. So a big part of it is player buy-in as well, which you're actually getting in this tournament, which is great. I was worried off the jump. There would just be too many guys saying, this is just different spring training. I don't actually give a shit. But there was guys who bought in. Yeah, and I, there was an interview that someone, um, I just saw it on Reddit, that uh, someone had, had, had spoken to players on the Dominican Republic team and asked, what's more important to you? What would you rather win? a world series of the world baseball classic representing your country. And a handful of the guys said they would rather win the world baseball classic. And I mean, I don't think it's that insane to say, like if you interviewed a lot of hockey players, they're going to give you that hockey player answer where they say they'd love to win gold at the Olympics. And now that we haven't had, like when was the last true best on best international hockey that we've had? Like 2014, it was 2014 Sochi, right? Because yeah. I mean, unless you consider the 2016 World Cup best on best, but that nope. tournament was kind of a gimmick yeah, because of Team Europe and the millennial team, the U21 team, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really true. Like we haven't had that in hockey for like eight years and it's been so clearly lacking. So, so I give I do give credit yeah. to baseball for trying to get something and get it going. And I saw you had written down on the sheet uh, the like Olbermann's comments and all that. And like. Again, even if you're not the biggest supporter of it, even if you're not sitting down every day slash night watching this tournament, checking out the scores, you can also like there's always the option to just not shit on something. You can just be like, ah, not for me, but people like it. So that's cool. I just think it's so stupid how like some talking heads love going out of their way to be like, this is dumb. And I want to tell you why this is dumb. Yeah, so the quote in question we're talking about, and for context, because we didn't really necessarily explain what was going on, but during, um, so there was an upset, Puerto Rico pulled off a win over the Dominican Republic. I think most people probably thought the Dominican were going to win this tournament. They don't advance out of the group stage. Puerto Rico does. And then during that celebration, closer Edwin Diaz gets hurt. And now word comes out today that he's going to miss the entirety of the season. So the Mets, who... Paid 104 <laughs> mil for that guy this yeah. off season. Yeah, they paid 104 million dollars to keep him around and be the best closer. Mets are supposed to be, you know, the team with their half billion payroll. And now they don't have their closer for the year. And that's not an easy guy to replace. But now, like you said, a lot of the talking heads are coming out and saying the World Baseball Classic should not be a thing. So Keith Olbermann had a quote on Twitter. He says the WBC is a meaningless exhibition series designed to get you to buy another uniform. To hell with the real season, split up teammates based on where their grandmothers got laid. 
That's which is just is seemingly somewhat unnecessary of a way yeah. to describe it. Yeah, very a pretty crude and dumb way to describe this. Like, yeah, you know what? Does he have these same quotes when he's working on the Olympics? Oh, I bet you he doesn't. What? It's just dividing up people randomly based on where they're, you know, that was dumb. It, it's a shitty comment too when you look at the contexts of a lot of different players and them. Like, you know, I get the joke that you can make for Team Italy, everybody with an Italian sounding last name, regardless of when. Yeah. whether their lineage tracks tracks back can play for team Italy. Yeah. It's kind of a joke, but I don't think the guys in the Dominican Republic are like, Oh, you know, I'm just, I grew up here and I was raised here. I rep, I I'm from this country. Aren't just like, Oh yeah. My grandmother had, they had sex here. And then you think of a guy like Freddie Freeman who was playing for Canada. And he, he says he likes representing the country because his mom's from Canada and his mom passed away. And yeah, it's like, it's got meaning behind him. That's a great point. And for Olbermann to have that line, it's kind of like, that eh. sucks. Yeah. That was a shitty take. Um, but Back to the baseball effects of this thing. Like, yeah, I, I'm sure like, let's put ourselves in the shoes of Mets fans. Can you imagine yeah. if Jordan Romano did pitch for team Italy and that happened to him? We'd be furious. Or if Vladdy's knee injury happened while he was playing for the Dominican, we would probably be pretty pissed off. And like, I can understand Mets fans being upset, but at the same time, it's not like he blew out his arm throwing a pitch. It was a total fluke. Yeah. That could have happened while he was horsing around at spring training, you know, like hindsight's twenty twenty. But the fact that it was a non-contact injury that was a result of him jumping up and down is kind of like, I don't know. That's n- it, That injury to me isn't a reason to shit on the WBC. No, because if that's the logic, then just don't have spring training altogether. Like keep yeah. everybody bubble wrap, just do batting cages work you know, throw, have guys throw side sessions, bullpen situations. Like, like where you talked about Gavin Lux earlier in the, in the podcast, he's out for the season because he injured himself running the bases in a spring training game. Like there's, there's all like Aaron Sanchez, man, had his career yeah. pretty much derailed because of all that issue he had with blisters and fingernails. And that one time he picked up his luggage and got it, his fingers stuck in the zipper. Like, what are you going to do? Ban guys from using suitcases because they might get hurt. Like, I don't know, man, like, it's part of the risk of the game. Everybody knows that you can get hurt in all kinds of situations. It's also very rich. I find when it's like, you'll see people or you'll have baseball fans being like, they shouldn't be playing in this. It's meaningless baseball to go, but they're going to play 30 spring training games this year. (laughs) Like I actually kind of like the point you just said, and I want to take it a step further. I think you could do with a 16 game spring training schedule and just an extra two weeks of working in camp. Like these guys nowadays, it's not like back in the fifties and sixties where in all sports, like coming to training camp was to get in shape. It'd be, I'm sure if you went back to those days, there was guys who'd be like, yeah, I haven't picked up a bat for two months. Cause I was like working on a, <laughs> on the farm or whatever. Right. Like that would have been a legitimate thing. Now these guys are so sharp all year round. They train so hard in the off season. And if anything, spring training is the useless waste of time where guys are just going to get hurt. Have your pitchers on some sort of a arguably better rotation, throwing their side sessions, do a short two week spring training where you're, yeah, the team's playing every day. Your regulars are in every second day, all that, but they don't need all of this time you're giving them. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think it it, it might also help for the hype of the season if you yeah. have fewer spring training games and it kind of, you know, gets more of an exciting lead right into the season. But also that being said, if they did take this away, we'd really miss it in like late February. 
you got to think, think back to us two or three weeks yeah, ago and how point. excited we were when we saw like the Dunedin's on the broadcast. Yeah. And like at that point, like you're so burnt out from hibernating the winter, just like the hell. But if you cold. push that back 15 days, I think we'd get just as excited. But I'd be so mad sitting there looking at my calendar and it being like February 27th. Oh, last year I was able to like watch a game on TV and this year I have to wait two weeks. Yeah, that would I'd suck. be livid. That'd suck. Um, you had some interesting numbers on just wrapping up the is the World Baseball Classic meaningless, which I think we've come to the conclusion between ourselves that it is not quite meaningless. And if that's meaningless, life's meaningless. Everything's uh, meaningless. Yeah. Why, like, why I mean, does what's the, the context? Mean right? Who cares? Yeah. What does it matter? But uh, Japan and Korea, that game was insane. Yeah, that's wild. Apparently. And I mean, I picked I, this is a um, so to be fair to what's going on here, I found this on Reddit baseball and it says. It's it, it it links to a, a Yahoo article in Japan, news.yahoo.japan. And it says 41.9% of people in Japan watched their game against China in the World Baseball Classic. That's insane. Which is, you know, absolutely wild. And then there was also another note that somebody pointed out, which is that Japan versus Korea, um, another group stage game. Mm-hmm. had more viewership than any World Series game ever, any individual World Series game. Shit. So that's the the reality is, is that Major League Baseball kind of monopolizes baseball in a way. We 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 say that the 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 Major League Baseball games are what matter the most, but that's a very North American centric way of looking at things. There's people in Latin America and people in Asia who care significantly more. It's just the same thing with hockey. The Swedes and the Finns and the Czechs, they love that. Um, they love the European hockey. Yeah, they, they love, love the, the international competition. Yeah, they love the World Hockey Championship. Yeah. Canadians think it's whatever, but. You know, there's a whole bunch of other people in different countries that see things a different way. Yeah, totally. Uh, when are the finals for that again? Because they're like you said, they're now out of the group stage. So the World Baseball Classic finals, the quarterfinals are this weekend. So it'll work down its way to uh, to the finals after that. So it'll be cool. I mean, I'm, I think everyone kind of has the target on the back of the Americans right now, especially yeah. with the Dominican out. And it'll probably be a little bit of uh a little bit of Team USA versus the world kind of thing. Is, is that where you're at? You're just cheering against the U.S. or do you have a team you, you'd like to see win? I think I'm just probably rooting against the U.S. Yeah, Give me a big I'm upset. At. Give me like a crazy team that shouldn't be in the finals, making it to the finals. Uh, the other thing from a Jays perspective with uh, the Dominican being out is that Vladdy will not be going now because he was, I think, planning if they would have made the next round. Yeah, that whole thing was kind of um, this is an interesting situation that now will not become of anything. This this looked a couple of weeks ago like it could have been kind of an interesting story because Vladdy, as we know, what did he it was a, it was a it was a, a knee, knee tightness yeah, yeah knee he tightness. he was running the bases in a in a spring training game because he can get it you can get injured in spring training games exactly and he comes up and he hurts his knee leaves the game and it's precautionary and then of course immediately the, the team's basically like all right you got to pull the world baseball classic so he does he comes out and announces that he's not playing he said my teammates were all supportive of the decision you got a big season coming up and then you know a day or two later there are reports being like Vladdy could still be added but it has to come after the group stage. Everyone knows the Dominican is going to advance to the group stage. So if somebody else gets injured, Vladdy can join. And it's kind of like, why are they announcing this? Like, didn't he say he had pulled out of the tournament? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he posts to his Instagram story, a picture of himself in a hospital bed with a bunch of other guys on the Dominican team. Um, they're kind of like, like a cartoon thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a cartoon. It's a, like a, it, like him in a hospital bed. Like he's, it was hilarious. Like he's like, he's like, he's bedridden, just avoiding yeah. death. And he's saying in a in like a bubble caption, like, see you in the second round. 
which would pretty clearly indicate he wanted to join the team. Yeah. But then Dominican doesn't advance. None of this matters. Uh, yeah. Let's get back or let's dig into the Jay Spring training talk. Uh, but first, we're going to step aside for a quick ad. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. What are the big stories, Coomsey? What are we looking at here? I mean, for me, there is, again, very little that I was actually like going into spring training being like, I am looking for at, at that specifically. I want the roster players, the position players to not get injured. And on the pitching front, the one guy we all kind of had circled was bearded Yusei Kikuchi. Yeah, Yusei Kikuchi has been... I mean, there's been a lot of pretty good things going on for the Jays in spring training, but yeah. Yusei Kikuchi's been the star. He's made now four starts, and keep in mind, we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. He made four starts. He's gone nine and two-thirds innings, zero earned runs, 13 strikeouts. I should also mention six walks, but... That's not like... It, it's high, but it's not like absurd? No, it seems... Um, and the sentiment that everybody seems to have is that... The pitch clock is doing wonders for Yusei Kikuchi because now he is thinking less and throwing more <laughs> because, you know, you're a left-handed pitcher that can gun the ball up in the mid-high 90s and you throw a bunch of different pitches. Your stuff's really good. Stop thinking and just throw the damn ball. We had we did last year constantly bitch about his lack of wanting to throw the fastball. Never made any sense. Right? Like he was always just trying to, in a sense, get too cute with it. And maybe this pitch counter thing, there's just times where he's like, shit, time's running out. Give me the heater. Maybe it will simplify his approach a little bit. And like you said, is like I laugh at like you say Kikuchi getting better because he doesn't have to think. But like there is some truth to that. I think it's a guy whose stuff is good, but seemed to think himself into a pretzel and never throw the right pitch in the right scenario. Now you're at a point where you can just trust whatever the catcher's throwing down or go back to basics a little bit. I do agree. Like it'll be fascinating this year in the league as a whole. Remember when there was the sticky stuff crackdown and we saw numbers like drastically change. There were certain pitchers who just did not figure it out after that. I wonder this year if we're going to get a similar thing with the pitch clock where there are some guys that will cave and some guys will just go. I fucking love this. Like I saw Max Scherzer strike out a guy in like 24 seconds. That is a dude who likes controlling the game, controlling the pace. And now that the batter can't screw around with whatever it's Max Scherzer's ballgame. That's a guy who I think will thrive in this scenario 
Not that you say Kikuchi is going to win a Cy Young or anything, but he may be of the similar ilk where he's like, hey, this is going to move at my own pace now and we're going to cruise a little bit. I'd love to see his his numbers shoot up. So you'd say you're a fan of the pitch clock. You like it so far. I love it. I was talking the other day. I was out. Uh, I was out at a hockey tournament chatting with some guys about baseball, though, and what they liked, what they didn't like about the new rules. And some people were bitching about it, just kind of being like, ah, no, like it's messing too much with the game. The beauty of baseball is that you can kick back with your feet up and just watch it. And I'm of the opposite belief. I think the diehards will get so used to this in the first month of the season when you're watching games every day and casual fans will now sit down and have less of a reason or quite literally less time to get distracted, less time to start looking at your phone, less time to flip channels, less time to be like, Oh, I have to go do this. You're going to be bored less throughout a baseball game. And for the casual fans, that's great. And that means for the sport and the growth of the sport, it's great. Hey, if the games are quicker and they're shorter, are they going to make the tickets cheaper? I don't even care. I would gladly pay the same amount for a shorter, more entertaining baseball game. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I mean, I I didn't love the idea of the pitch clock right off the hop because I'm a traditionalist in that regard. I like a long, slow baseball game because I don't know who knows. I, I, I really don't. I love sitting there and just watching shit happen nice and slowly. But I completely understand. Like, I'm obviously not going to go anywhere. I'm a baseball fan for life. It's not going to disappear because of the the, the pitch yeah. clock. But you might now have people tuning in and being like, you know what? Yeah, I can dedicate two hours and 15 minutes to a baseball game. Who would not have dedicated two hours and 45 minutes to it? Three uh, hours to it. I have a lot of buddies who are very much casual Jays fans. They get into it when the team gets good late in the season. Early in the year, man, if I shoot out a message to that group and I'm like, who wants to go to the bar, watch the Jays game today? <laughs> Zero. You can't get someone Nothing. to watch a Jays game before the beginning of July. Yeah. That, and with casual fans, that's the thing. And part of it is because 162 games, not there's not a lot of emphasis. But two, a big part of it as well is, no, I'm not committing th- over three hours of my day to that. If you can consistently get them to two and a half hours, I am telling you, it will be a lot easier to get casual fans intrigued in the Blue Jays and watching games early in the season. Because it's even though it's only half an hour, it just sounds like less of a time commitment. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, switching off to another guy, and this is kind of circling back to the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Jose Barrios got absolutely pumped in his start. Really? That's not like him. That's uh, oh. Yeah, no, it was a very high, high energy game. Very emotionally comes out in the first inning and allows, you know, Five runs. His final line in that game, he was pitching for Puerto Rico. Uh, it was one one inning. He goes, he one plus. He pitched to two base runners or to two batters, I think, in the second inning. It was one innings pitched, five hits, six runs, five of those earned, one walk, and two strikeouts. Are you worried about Jose Barrios because of this World Baseball Classic start? I'm not worried about Jose Barrios because of this one World Baseball <laughs> Classic start. I'm worried about Jose Barrios because of the 20 starts last season where things didn't go that great. Like that, the world baseball classic thing, if he would have gone out there and went seven innings of two hit baseball and gave up one run, I would not be sitting here being like, Jose Brios is back. Motherfucker. Woo. It, I would be like, it's the world baseball classic. Let's just chill a little bit. If it was a spring training training start, I would be saying the same thing. You know, Kikuchi is interesting because he's now done it over four starts and he's showing that maybe there's a legitimately a reason to be excited. I'm nervous about Barrios because of what we saw last year, not because of what I saw while he took them out in the WBC. And then two other starting pitchers for the Blue Jays are people have pointed this out, both Alec Manoa and Chris Bassett have velocity down from where it should be usually. Are these names that we should be concerned about? 
No, because again, <laughs> I'm not concerned about Alec Manoa's velocity in spring training this year because I watched this guy a lot last year, as everyone listening to this podcast did, and he was really, really damn good. I don't think he magically lost it because of a couple of, not even poor, a couple of mildly average spring training starts. Once where he's still striking out five guys. Yeah, like, what are we doing here? And this is why, at some point, I just, and this is the point, actually, I tune out of spring training yep. baseball because it's like, what? Are we looking for reasons to pull fire alarms here, people? That's where we're at now. At the beginning, yeah. we're reaching so hard and everyone gets so excited about everything. Like, we're so excited about watching Danny Jansen take batting practice or Nate Pearson playing catch that everybody's so it's excited ridiculous. to be positive that now we're into the, the the opposite spot where we've had so little to actually think about that everyone's coming up with reasons to be anxious and Alec Manoa Chris Bassett having lowish velocity in the middle of March and Bassett actually took to Twitter and had kind of an interesting point because a lot of people were pointing out the results and why there was panic and Bassett says on Twitter outing one you feel the mound get comfortable with people in the box outing two, feel the lanes am I throwing the pitches in the correct area outing three time to gain some velocity outing four, established velocity floor work one, two pitches off of that. And then your fifth and sixth spring training games, you're trying to treat that like an actual game. And that's kind of a nice insight into what these games are. We kind of forget, oh, so-and-so guy got lit up. The other team hit seven mm -hmm. times off of him in two innings. Well, you don't know if he's trying to throw a different pitch in this game, trying to do something different with the delivery, with the windup. Like all of these results are pretty much just like arbitrary. They are. They yeah. don't mean anything. Um, Kevin Gosman, again, I'm not talking about his spring training results. I am excited for that guy. And we're going to do, we have an idea for our first sort of season preview where we're going to give three things we want to see happen for the vibes and three things the Jays need to happen to be successful this year. We're going to do that on another episode. Kevin Gosman could fit into one of those two categories. Last year, there were points where the numbers weren't great, but I think we all recognized, we all saw the numbers, we all watched. He kind of got Babbitt to death. Terrible defense, yeah. Terrible defense, terrible luck in some points as well. I am very excited for the potential of the luck going the other way for Kevin Gosman. Like, you know, sometimes these things happen. You have an unlucky season and it doesn't just go up to average. You have like a super lucky season the year after that. If that happens with Kevin Gosman, we're talking AL Cy Young. Yeah, absolutely. We need we need Kevin Gosman's. Um, we need the regression to the mean here in the yeah. opposite direction because he had that historically weird season. And we just got finished talking about how spring training results don't mean anything. And it's important to preface. Um, that our official stance on spring training stats around these parts is that if the stat is bad for a Blue Jays player, a player you like, it doesn't matter. But if the stat is good, like when we're talking about Yusei Kikuchi striking everybody out and looking like an ace or Kevin Gosman, yeah. for example, he has 12 strikeouts and three walks so far in spring training. Fantastic. That those are the ones that matter. Mm hmm. Those are the ones we care about. If it's good, we love it. If it's bad, eh, it's just random. Don't matter. That's where we're at. That's the approach. Uh, I talked about how for the position players, I really didn't care about what was going on. But there is kind of an interesting race for one spot on the roster. It's the fourth outfielder in sort of this mix. And you could say fourth or fifth outfielder, but the Whit Merrifield, Kevin Biggio duo will probably cover your like fifth outfielder spot yeah. right so there is this race for who's going to be kind of the next 26th man up. guy i guess yeah i guess the 26th guy is a good way to call it who's stood out for you because i've seen a lot of hype about addison barger yeah there's 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 basically three guys in this mix and you it seems like you can't really go wrong with any of them 
Otto Lopez, uh, we pointed this out earlier, it was fantastic at the World Baseball Classic for Canada. Coming up with clutch hits, we all know his defense is great. It's whether or not he'll be able to hit that will dictate whether he's a Major League Baseball player. Uh, Nathan Lucas, who I thought his last name was Lukes, but on the broadcast they're calling him Lucas. Okay. So, um, yeah, fantastic defensively. He almost weirdly looks kind of similar to Kevin Kiermeyer. He honestly kind of looks like a store brand. Oh, he's kid. also very handsome. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of thing. He looks like mm-hmm. the no-name version of Kevin Kiermaier when he's standing out yeah, there. He's a everything. handsome devil. Yeah, it's interesting. He plays really good defense. Um, and then there's Addison Barger, who was killing it last year on the minors. Has everybody excited because he looks like kind of like a long-term player. Maybe the answer at third base in the future if Matt Chapman doesn't stick around. As we know, mm-hmm. he's becoming a free agent at the end of this season, barring a very unexpected contract extension with the Blue Jays. Wouldn't expect that to happen at this point. But yeah, Addison Barger. I mean, you can't really go wrong with any of the three of them. I would probably lean towards Otto Lopez because he played well in the World Baseball Classic and I'm sentimental about it now. And we like vibes. Exactly. We're Otto all Lopez guys. matches the vibes. Yeah, like he, he had that huge home run for, for Canada and, uh, against Columbia. So I'm, I'm into it. That's who that's who my my fourth outfielder, 26th guy is, even though he's an infielder. Uh, Mitch Bannon had a good tweet while we were talking about not wanting to read in to spring training results. And he brought up the 2012 spring training team, Legends. which went 24 and seven. They won spring training by three games. And it was led by Edwin Encarnacion, Travis Schneider, Eric Thames and Brett Lowry. Brett Lowry hit 524 that year, Mitch Bannon pointed out, and Kyle Drabeck stuck out 14 batters, and Brandon Morrow had a 0.52 ERA in 17 innings, and the 2012 Jays were bad. Mm. That was the year that, oh, geez, was it Drabeck and Drew Hutchison both went down and had to get Tommy John within the same week? I think that's what it was. Was that the season? Uh, Yeah, that was that year, and then the following year was the 2013, where they got all the guys in the Marlins trade and R.A. Dickey and everything went sideways. Oh, those were bad times. Not going to be like that this time around. No. I uh, just want to wrap up with a few other notes. Jose Batista to the level of excellence. We're obviously behind on this one a little bit. We talked, though, on our last episode about like Jose and a Hall of Fame case and whether you value longevity over peak. Um, that's an interesting debate. No doubt, though, one of the best Blue Jays of all time. And when you consider his significance and the role he played in big moments, him going to the level of excellence makes so much sense. But I will add acknowledging that you are older than I (laughs) finally being at a point where the players going up into hall of fames and level of excellences are players that I remember watching in my like sport watching prime when you're 16 to 18, your formative years, I should say not your prime, man, that is a trip. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's interesting seeing a guy. Jose Bautista is an interesting one for us because he's somebody, I, I, I guess if you've been paying attention to the Jays since, the late late 2000s then mm-hmm. he's the he's the guy who just showed up and then broke out and had his career here in this kind of short window and yeah. he was so instrumental in bringing everything the- good he did was with the blue jays this is yes, not a guy who had course. a prime somewhere that we vultured like he was made and he thrived as a jay and that yeah. was it yeah exactly and he also was the face of a a, a, a revitalizing the blue Jays. He is bringing them to life. He is the guy who made a lot of people in this country. Blue Jays fans. Yes. Because even, even, even before the 2015 bat flip and all of that, getting the team back into the playoffs, like the 54 home run season in 2010, the first year after they had traded Roy holiday away and things had looked just looked so dark for the franchise. It looks so terrible to come out of nowhere and hit 54 bombs like that. Just, just 
and, and just do it with a swagger where you're, you know, you would, you would chirp guys around the diamond or stare down pitchers, get into shit, just make the blue Jays. Like when we, when the team was doing well in 2015, 16, we as a fan base kind of had this vibe where we were just, just so stupidly cocky, despite the fact the team had just missed the playoffs for two consecutive decades. And I think a lot of that energy comes from Jose Bautista. He gave the fan, not just the team on the field. He gave that group an identity, but he gave Jays fans. You're right. An identity. Cause we were wildly cocky about that ball club. So cocky. So what would you say is everyone? It's everyone's favorite Bautista moments. The Bob flip. What's your other favorite Jose Bautista moment? I have a unique memory of that home run in Kansas City in the playoffs because I was at an Oilers game that night and they were putting the game on the TVs in the hallways at Rexall Place. And I remember just hanging out with some random dad. I had no clue who he was. And we were watching the TV together and he hit that bomb. And me and this guy were just going crazy in the concourse. The whole concourse was going nuts. So that one almost has, it has like just as special of a place in my heart as the bat flip one because of the memory that comes along with it and like how vivid I remember that ball going out of the ballpark. Um, but like an outside the playoff memory for Bautista, the Odor stuff was great, even though it was him getting punched. Like <laughs> his beefs with Darren O'Day were always good too. Those are fun, yeah. That would have been it for me. It's the time when he stares down Darren O'Day and then he drills that home run. Or the one where they're playing Kansas City and Billy Butler hits a single into the outfield. Bautista guns him down from right field. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. That's a good Just memory. Just unhinged. Yeah, he had a cannon, man, when he had time to get it off. Yeah. He had a good arm. Speaking of swagger, Jays are going to be getting rid of the home run jacket this year. It's going to be auctioned off for charity. Bo Bichette had a quote about about it saying it's tough to put that thing on when you're losing by six runs or whatever. I think it's just over. I don't think it had anything to do with how good or bad we did, but I just think it's good to be consistent. And I am, I am both ways on this. I am sad because I loved it, but I'm not going to cry because it's over. I'm going <laughs> to smile because it happened. Like in the moment, I love that. But I also do recognize when you've done something like that for two years, I could see why the group is kind of like, you know, Guriel and Hernandez are gone. It feels like a different vibe around the team. Let's just get a new thing. Let's not roll this out for a third season. Let's not let this get old. Let's end it while it's still a good memory. Yeah, that's probably the good way to look at it. Like we all love the home run jacket. It's funny. It's it's the struts in the dugout and all that was cool. It's a vibe. And, you know, a lot of teams are doing this and it's a a fun way, especially Mm -hmm. for, you know, like a young up and coming team to kind of go about their business. But I think the Jays now have gotten into a position where they're no longer a young exciting team they're a team that should be winning they've been there a little bit and they i think rubbed people who observe the sport i'm not saying i say this about them but a lot of people said kind of you guys kind of celebrate and carry yourselves in a certain way that you haven't really earned because you haven't won anything and i think they're kind of now seeing that okay look like we haven't accomplished much let's celebrate once we've actually won we're not just a fun and exciting team anymore. We want to just, we want to focus on celebrating after we win. And that's just a different approach. It's part of the reality of the maturation process of a young team. They're not going to be doing the exact same celebration every single season for 10 years. Exactly. And it kind of, to me, sums up the off season as a whole, which was we're shifting away from the good times and the exciting players who just hit bombs <laughs> to, we are going to try build this thing into like 
a ball club, a well-rounded ball club. We're shifting away from the good times into the hopefully better times and not bad times. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. hopefully. Serious business baseball. Yeah, this team's going to take winning seriously. And that is why we're here to announce we're going to take this podcast more seriously. No more jokes. Yeah. I'm going to keep this thing serious and on the rails. Yeah, we're going to. We're going to be coherent. We're going to follow the notes that we've written down. Yep. No more cracking beers when they sweep series. We're past <laughs> that. That that was our home run jacket. So we're standing in solidarity and ending that tradition. Should we do a home run jacket? Like every time somebody offers us positive feedback or praise, <laughs> even likes like the tweet that we put out with the link to the doesn't podcast. Happen. No, it never happens. Happen. We, yeah. You and me both parade <laughs> around wearing a, like a, some kind of like a, <laughs> Some kind of we prop. go nuts in the office here in Edmonton. We're like, yes, po- positive review, five star review. I like throw a fucking code on you. Validation, validation. Yeah, it was like when the uh, the Great Britain team in the World Baseball Classic puts on that Burger King crown. That was kind of cool, though. That was funny. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap this one up. We'll have a few more episodes coming between now and spring training. We got to try to get BK on for an episode as well. Yeah, BK, we wanna... if you're listening, you're invited on the next episode. Yeah, hopefully you heard that. We need someone to help us with our preview episode that can offer some worthwhile, interesting takes as opposed to what we have to say. Yeah. Which is usually just us yelling about nonsense and making things up and then us (laughs) ending any point we have with, but vibes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like you can't be wrong if your whole argument is centered around vibes and personal opinion. And that's kind of our stance. Okay. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. If you do have a second, leave us a five-star review. We would, uh, we would appreciate that. Uh, That is a wrap on episode 130 brought to you by our friends at points by Canada. They have some preseason baseball bets up now. If you want to go check them out in Ontario and we'll chat with everyone again next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic, ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget. Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.